Welcome to Damn It Vin. I am Ellis, my co-host. Joe, just it's just the two of us today, but you can't make it, unfortunately. But he will hopefully be sending in his predictions for the Survivor Series. I've got to oh. keep that table going, the predictions yeah. table going. Just because you're winning. By one, by by one, one point. <laughs> it's not really a, no, a clean, clean sweep there, is it? We're only, only one, one in, though. It's better to be one up than losing. The big news of the week. Go on, tell them. Retribution got a win. Oh, I mean, bigger than that. Oh, no. Go back. We got another like on Twitter. So two weeks ago, we had Danhausen. Danhausen. Great. Step love up. We, we, we love Danhausen. Very Last good. week, Very we went to Matt Hardy. That's a step up in, in anyone's book. Yeah. Very what, much what, so. Thinking, two likes from him. Thinking like, and then... What's, what's higher than Matt Hardy? What can we possibly do? It's better than well, that. We, we got Alexa Bliss this week. Oh, yeah. Through me uh, putting a gif from Shit's Creek, which is one of my favourite TV shows, and clearly she appears to like it too. And I was like, yes. Everyone should like that. it. It's a great show. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. We're three for three. And it was a night that she got engaged, so... She took time away from, from that to check her Twitter feed and go, beep. Yeah. Well done, damn it, Vince. That's a good gif. We're on our way to uh, The Rock, eventually. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> that's, Dwayne. The, that's the dream. If we can get The Rock, we can pack this in entirely. But yeah, not to bury the lead on it as well. Retribution finally got a win. Yes, so uh, the week that was is quite a few bits this week and we'll uh, yeah, lead off with that one. They got a win. Again. Yeah, is this the second in a row? Second week they've got a win of some sort or something? I'm sure they got a roll up. Yeah. They, they might have got a, I've kind of expunged last week's raw from my mind because nothing really happened. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was nice they got a win. Hopefully now they'll become more of a credible threat. Yes, we hope so. And there was, I think I sent it to you and you and Butcher, the, those wonderful little interviews that they did that they WWE posted on the socials and it was great because it was just them sat basically explaining why their name is what the name is and why they're in retribution like all the ones in mask and it was showing flashbacks to the points that made them angry basically and I was like that's great character development that should be on the main show exactly why is it all up to socials why is it all on the internet put it in the show yeah. fill the time in I'd, I'd rather watch that for a couple of weeks than them having to wrestle every week and build the characters up so oh. you, you get a bit of understanding on them. It makes more sense. It fills the whole thing in and it's like, that's why they're wearing masks, that's why they're so angry. Cut one of the many, many Miz and Morrison sections out. <laughs> they're loving them at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> Better cash in soon so we can get over with that. Survivor Series, yeah. that, I reckon. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll come to that. We'll do our predictions later on that one. Another big thing on Raw, which I thought was also a very good match, was the uh, Drew won his title back and uh, did so cleanly. Yeah. Well, which was, yeah. Yeah. Was, there was no one. I know we bit of fantasy booking in the WhatsApp chat and Butcher had called. I can't remember what he said. He said that the Roman or Jay were going to come down, interfere in the match, cost Drew the match. That meant Drew would win the Royal Rumble again and then set up Drew and Roman at WrestleMania. And that was his call for it. And I think we all thought, well, I did as well. I thought there'd be shenanigans in it. So I was uh, pleasantly surprised that... Shenanigans free, yeah. You know, it was, a, it was half an hour of the show was dedicated to that match. And it was, it know, was a good match, to be fair. It, it, did, it flew by, to be honest. Yeah, it was. It, and it did tell... Once they brought in the, the no DQ bit and he kept trying to stop run away, I thought it was very good and... Like I said, it told a story, and also it's fine. I like the gift though. About what I really liked was the absolutely comically large treasure chest yes. in which it came. It's like you just pulled that one out of somewhere. Oh, I've just found this. How? What? Where was it hidden? Yeah, that was, that was house full of taps. But yeah. I, I love, I love throwbacks to the fact that he was in the, the basically his outfit when he first when he, he first started when he was the the new future. Yeah. 
yeah, I thought that was that was lovely. Plus, also, anyone wielding a big sword is always a plus, isn't it? Really, in uh, yep. I think I said to the other day, I saw someone on on Twitter, might be Ryan Satin, said reason number five thousand why <laughs> I watch wrestling and it's better than what you watch. Man puts a sword in a stage and sets off loads of fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. The more ludicrous, the better, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Theodore loved it. My son loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It. Still feels a bit weird that they gave him Orton the title for two weeks and then took it back off him. Yeah, I think they're building towards him getting the, the record number yeah, or I, that's what I that showdown with Cena. But I also, I think some people are a bit like, oh, it's hot tater in the title. They also kind of allow Drew to tell a bit of a different story. Like, how would he react to a setback? How would he come back? And he's, he's come back well. He's been very entertaining still on Raw. He hasn't disappeared. Been more determined than anything. And he he did a. I can't remember what the song was now. He did a song reference mid match. Oh. I like to boogie or something. Yes, sir. I like. Yeah, to he boogie. did. He, that's it. That's, I can boogie. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes. He's just having fun with it. That's the best thing you can do. And it made sense that he won based on interactions with Roman and SmackDown, which made me feel like there was a possibility he could win. One thing to note on that, it's become a little bit of a thing of them that I've noticed in that they like to do a massive title change on the go-home show of Survivor Series. And the reason that this kind of come to my mind is because I got a memory, like a Facebook memory of, I went to SmackDown three, two or three years ago with my friend. It's the first time I'd ever been to SmackDown and Jinder Mahal was a WWE champion and he was due to face Brock Lesnar and absolutely no one wanted to see that match. And the main event of the night, it wasn't a sold out show in Manchester. And the main event was AJ Styles versus, and, and he was a face at the time versus Jinder. And AJ won clean. The place went absolutely mental and they switched the title. And then he had an absolute barnstorm of a match with Brock as well. I think AJ even says that that's one of the highlights of his career, the crowd that night. So I'm not dead proud of that because I was in there. But then the year after, they did the same. Might have been the year after. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the year after. And that's when Daniel Bryan won the title and turned heel. So I think in three of the last four years, they've switched one of the big titles leading into Survivor Series. Well, I think this is the first time the title switched hands on Raw in a long time, in about four years, I think. God, yeah. Yeah, the Bryan was on SmackDown. Yeah, both of them ones I've just said were yeah. SmackDown. So I think for Raw, it's a bit of a curveball for them. It was, it was a good one. Also in may as well do it, do it in WWE order here NXT last night I watched that my match of the week comes from that a bit of a spoiler for later but they announced that War Games, War Games. will be returning on the 6th of December yes the William Regal he announced War Games like that um, War if you've Games. not seen it when NXT finishes go on the uh, WWE exclusive online and he does it but it's hilarious to watch because he, he comes out and he's got the Undisputed Era and whatever the, the new group are called Pat McAfee's group. I think they're just called Pat Ma- McAfee's. Yeah, for the brand. I know that's a phrase. I don't know if that's the name. <laughs> William Regal's walking down. And he goes, two teams, four men in each. And then he's like, you all know what that means. And he just like walks through Pat McAfee's group. And you can hear Adam Cole in the background shouting, say it, say it, Regal. I'm begging you, say it. And then he just looks at him and goes, war games. War games. <laughs> becoming a... Um, Becoming the new, what, what was, uh, who said damn? Who's, whose was that phrase? From AOP. Was it damn? You've lost me now. Not Bradshaw. In AOP, the tag team. Oh, Fruit. Fruit. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's becoming real thing now. <laughs> his, his yearly war games. <laughs> They've announced that. And uh, yeah, that, that'll be good. Although I was wondering, because they need two rings, they're going to have to shift that performance center around or the cwc as they call it now they won't fit two rings <laughs> in that space unless they move the uh, announce table up to the 
to the ramp and then put the ring going out there. But thought that it could off. do, or it could be held somewhere else for a one-off. Yes, possibility yeah. in it. I thought that they, they have moved the Thunderdome as well, haven't they? Ooh, Lastly, yeah. on WWE, well, not is WWE. It's something we talked about the other week. It was Selena Vega has been released from her contract, so is now a free agent. It was apparently because she wanted to start an OnlyFans. That was like the straw that broke the camel's back, allegedly. But again, it comes down to this thing that we've said from from day one to cut off wrestlers' sort of external income, especially with the world plague that we have. Seems seems cruel and unusual. I know that the leader of some sort of American union thing has got in touch with them as well, so there is a possibility of them sort of forming some sort of union. Again, I have no problem with it. It's a shame to see her go. It means that her husband, Alistair Black, is in like a sort of weird place now as well, because I, I think he asked to be put back into NXT, and he was refused, so he's clearly not happy with what he's doing at the moment. So is he just going to spend the next two months being put through a table? <laughs> Because that, that seems to be what happens if your significant other leaves under duress. Your punishment is to be put through a table every week for no apparent reason. I'll come to that when we do Survivor Series. Once, once is fine. Twice is okay. It's like three months now, isn't it? Or something? It's, like... it's the ninth, ninth week this week, I think. Hopefully, hopefully they don't do that to Black. I mean, losing Vegas. I think she was very underappreciated as a wrestler because I think most people saw her more as a manager in WWE. But when she was in the ring, they're like, "Oh, she's good." I was like, "She's very, very so good." Anyone that take, anyone that snaps her up now, has got a good, a good wrestler there. They've, They've got a good... the package. They've yeah. got a wrestler, promo, manager, and then if Alice the Black leaves as well, Oodle Alley, get rid of that stupid yeah. eye patch, go back to being like your dark, mysterious self, as opposed to the sea captain that's had a herring incident. But I played to her. She's... Because apparently she was earning more from her Twitch and yeah. that side of things. And she was from a WWE contract. She's like, well, you're not shutting me down. I've I've I... set this up. She can use another name and she'd still have that, that following. That's it. It's the, it's the That's the silly thing about it, is that, well, we own your name. I'll just change it to my real name. It'll be interesting to see how far it goes, because that's obviously a big departure. Um, I don't know if Paige has still been doing it. We talked about her the other week, but at what point might it come for them that they're like, we're losing a lot of people here. People are walking out on us. People are refusing. You know, you could get a bit of civil war <laughs> kicking off, really. <laughs> Talking of Twitch, a nice little segue here. Somebody else is planning on now starting a Twitch and he's very scared because she doesn't know what to do. And that's Renee Young, who very, very casually, mid-promo this week, John Moxley just said, I've got, what was the word? A pregnant wife at home? I, uh, it, body is in constant pain. I can't get up in the morning. I've got a pregnant wife at home. And yet I'm here week on week. And everyone was just like, hello? Sorry, what? Did he just announce that they're pregnant? Oh, Congratulations to them. It was it was after it when like Scalibur just went. I think John Moxley sort of buried the lead a little bit there with that. It was yeah. Congratulations to them both. It's a nice thing that's happened this year. Very nice. And if only a butcher could get a fantasy booking point for that, because he when she left WWE did say, I reckon she's leaving because that was before we started this. You can't retroactively oh, add, oh, add yeah, points. You can't retroactively but... add points onto the league. Well, he did say yeah. He, he, I remember him saying it to me. I reckon she's leaving and starting a family basically with with Moxley and. No, they are. So yeah, that's a good. That's a, that's very, a very happy thing. for them. It's it's yeah. It's it's a little ray of sunshine in an otherwise bleak and dreary year. And I, I love Renee. So. Ah, and both that promo was ace. Yeah, it was superb. I, I kind of want to know how Bailey found out as well. I don't, oh, have you seen that tweet? Has there been any development on that tweet? She was texting who she thought was John Moxley, and it was Renee, and she told her accidentally, apparently, okay. or something like that. I remember reading this morning, and I was like, oh. That's nice. It's nice that they still keep in touch. 
Oh, it is. Because you, you know it's like when you leave your old job, you're like, oh, we'll all stay in touch, and you never do. <laughs> when you look at her Instagram, when she's posted the picture of her and Mott's going, oh, I suppose I can tell you all now, <laughs> like mid-Dynamite. I'm just waiting for the WWE tweet going, congratulations, Renee. Mm. Just Renee. <laughs> <laughs> Not your partner, just Renee. Also in AEW, one of our, the, the bastard is back. Oh, yes. And our hearts were filled with joy this week. I'll Matt, let you go with well, this one. I, I wrote ah, but I meant mine. All our hearts. Pack is back. You were. Death Triangle have reformed. The whole Eddie Kingston's family thing, which I always felt was a bit weird and put together, is now broken up. And we now have the Lucha Brothers and Pack Triangle de los Muertos, is it called? I'm not Spanish, are back together, which leads me to believe that the next belt they may be introducing, well, again, this is just purely fantasy at this point, is a triples belt because they have a lot of possible threesome teams. You've Jurassic Express, you've SCU, you've Best Friends and Orange Cassidy, you've got Death Triangle, you've got Eddie Kingston and Butcher and Blade at this point. There's a lot of stuff there you could be doing with. You've all of Inner Circle now. That's like two two triple teams there, isn't it? Triples, yeah. Also, not to, not to think it's all, but was that Hornswoggle? <laughs> I wondered this myself. <laughs> I, I was watching this because I'm, I'm absolutely rinsing my data on the book. So... <laughs> Whenever I get a spare moment in school, I have it on in there when I'm marking. And I was looking up going, who's that Hornswoggle? And I was like, I hope somebody doesn't walk in right now. That's what, I was, <laughs> I, that's what I'd be more concerned about, is if someone walked in and was like, oh, okay, you're watching a midget in a nappy crying. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to report this to HR, you do realise. Yes, I, I, I did wonder. It was that I loved all the, I loved the Vegas stuff. I'm liking the fact that I think all our prediction of um, Sammy becoming more and more disenfranchised with it all. And also, I'm kind of sort of praying that we get a Wardlow, Jake Hager tag team. I thought that when I was watching Because that would gonna, just when be... When we were a... doing the bit in the bar, beating it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was like, I would pay to see that against... Like a one-upmanship tag team. Yeah. Against Jungle Boy and, and Marco Stunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I really, ways it can go with Again, it. I like Dynamite this week. It felt a bit flat after the, the, the joy of full gear and the, the come down from that. Also, William Hobbs. Big willy chair carrying Hobbs. I was going to say, he always has a chair. He I think he's got out. magnetic hands. I think that's the problem. And he just picks them up as he runs past. He's now part of Team Taz. Or is he? Is it all part to infiltrate him? Nah, he's part of it, isn't he? It's, yeah, he's part of it. Yeah. Which is a shame because he, he's not really done anything since dark. He just runs out with a chair, misses, and then stands there. And it's like, he's a good, he's a, he's a good solid wrestler. He's a big, big hoss boy. Other than that, Dynamite, nothing really to report. No, not so much. Apart from my match of the week, we'll yes, get to. We'll come to that one. After and... the last sort of yep. news oh. for this week, PWI, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, released their first ever, I think, top 50 tag teams. This would have been a good quiz if none of us had ever looked at it. Number one, this is from October 2019 to October 2020, they were judged on. Number one is FTR, which I'm slightly surprised by, because they didn't they not do anything for a long part of the year. They did, given the time frame you said this is judged on. I mean, obviously, they've gone on done wonderful stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Outside of that time frame, because that's part of the reason why the, uh, there's a team missing from that top 10, which I think some people thought may have been in the, in the young books, but the, the second team as well, they did do a lot in that time frame. I think that was, this is that sort of their entire run, really, is October to October. Yeah, which was uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. That's two AEW tag teams. In the top proves the point that we've always said is that AEW have the strongest tag team division. Yep, that's what Nick, that's what Nick and Matt wanted, wasn't it? They want, they wanted that, and they said after the uh, pay per view the other week when they won it that the next goal is that tag team match main events, tag title match main events. It's possible. It's strong enough. Oh, definitely, they could do it. And then we have our first WWE, the Golden Role Models. I agree fully with. 
to be honest, because um, Sasha and Bailey did some tremendous work this year in in difficult times. Really. Yeah, they really stepped up in the uh, COVID. Yeah. Forward area, as did number nine and the Kabuki Warriors. And may we just remember for a moment there, Carrie Zane, who I miss tremendously. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> I've just found it was five things they um they judged them on. It was momentum, wins and losses, chemistry, activity, and the it factor, which sounds like things you judge people on like Britain's Got Talent or whatever, doesn't it, really? Uh, and then at number four, you had the North, which I think are Impact. I don't know much about that. I'm still trying to get into Impact. I just don't have the time to start watching it at the moment. Number five, Street Profits. Uh, really? Yeah, they, they've not done so much. I know they've held the title for a long time, but and Montez Ford is, is gold, but in terms of the, the way they're being presented on Raw and stuff, it's not been... Have we all collectively Ooh. forgotten the Viking Raiders Street Profits cinematic match then, have we? <laughs> Yeah. Where they fought ninjas in a bin. Oh yeah, I yeah. Know. I thought I was tripping when I was watching. <laughs> yeah, that, to be <laughs> you going, what is happening here? So, yeah, number yeah. six, uh, Gorillas of Destiny. I have I no idea. <laughs> I don't know who they are. No, the Lucha Bros. Yeah, solid, good choice. Uh, the New Day again, technically threesome, but uh, Kabuki Warriors, and then the Rapongi 3K is your top ten, and I'm assuming then New Japan. I don't know, just with a name like that, it, it screams. It's, this is why we need Butcher for this, man. You see? Oh, I know. Because yeah, <laughs> he'd, like, he'd be like, they're in this and they're in that, and you need to watch this match with them. And still, we'll be like, okay, I'll write them down and I'll go and watch them this week. Yeah. Well, it's good to see that there's good tag teams and wrestling going on outside of your main promotions, which good is mix nice. Of everything there, yeah. Because these are normally dominated by your. By your you know, your New Japan, WWE, AEW, and that, that's the top 10 when it's the males and the females. So it's nice to see that other promotions there are getting that look in. Our highlights of the week then. An honorary mention, and I have absolutely no idea about this match because I have not watched it, but I did see Butcher talking about on, it, the, yeah. on the socials about it. Uh, a match from New Japan from the Super Juniors opening night. His match of the week was, and I'm I'm sorry if I say butcher these names. Yeah, Ishimori versus Takashi. I did see him raving about it on the on the Twitter. So, uh, what was your match of the week? We've, well, we both alluded to ours. So, you you said yours was from Dynamite. So, what was it? It was the NWA title defense of Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa. And I know that we not poo poo the women's division because we never would. But it is it is the weakest part of AEW and. This was the match of the night for me. It was tremendous. Both of them gave everything, and it was good mat wrestling. There was a couple of bit high spots in there, a couple of dodgy. You know, it was just what a good wrestling match should be. To use the phrase we always use, it told the story. No one's sure where Thunder Rosa is signing to at the moment, but if AEW, because Britt Baker came out and attacked her, I'm thinking there's going to be some sort of back and forth there with that now. So is it a hint that? she is going to sign with them or just hang about until she's free to travel again and then try a look elsewhere either way i'm happy for her to stay because she's a tremendous wrestler really as last night i was like god damn i think when she's when she's wrestling someone who actually gives a shit it comes across because serena deep as well the countering in it was tremendous whole match was just it was beautiful from start to finish it got a decent amount of time which another thing is aw been criticized for is that the women's matches are always 10 minutes. This this went a distance and didn't drag. Felt felt good, felt solid all the way through. And what I'm, be- I'm being led to believe from what I've been reading is that they're ready to step up their women's division now. 
think now that people are coming back, now that things are starting to open up again, they've got big, big plans for it. They took a lot of people on in this thing. A lot of them are quite green still anyway, but hopefully now they can get something good going. Now they've got this, this second second show coming up as well. Hopefully it gives them room to expand on all that. I really, really liked it. It was good. Yeah, again, I, I watched Dynamite. This Dynamite's what I was watching when I was marking at work, and that match is the one that got my attention because I was having to kind of skip through things to make sure I could watch stuff everything get through it all for the pod basically and uh i, I watched that match from start to finish because there wasn't anything i wanted to skip and it's funny you say that about wanting to step it up because with the, the thing with brit at the end and they were making a deal about the twitter that that started through twitter i was like you know what there's a bit of character development here there's a bit of storytelling going on here and this is a thing that we've been wanting from the women's division i was like have you seen the little sort of two minute video thing that aw put out i think it's called the birth of a revolution they 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 played it during dynamite oh did they all right because in that i think rick baker says like we're allowed to tell our own stories we're allowed to be what we want to be and i think i don't know whether a lot of people who come from wwe or whatever don't understand that that you can do that but it's like it's the unscripted promo thing it's it's thinking on your feet she mentions about i come down to the ring and hear my name dr Britt baker yeah it was a good little promo that and it starts off with nyla rose putting a hammer through a car window talking about being a, a woman of color and yeah and... still annoys people that and i'm like it's not for you then leave no and i love that embracing all that so yeah no i agree that was a super, definitely my my match from dynamite go on then what have you got it's a clean sweep from me and you then on the women so i went into today with no highlight of the week <laughs> i was like please give oh, me something oh, to these two shows i was like i was like please give me something and then i watched under rose a d i was like superb this is good and then i watched the main event of nxt which was eo shirai versus uh, rhea ripley and i'll say my bits on this but i won't spoil it because i know you've not watched it it's fine it's it's, uh, it's what you would it's as good as you'd expect from the two women the caliber in there there's not been a, a huge amount of build really for it apart from like rhea wanting that that title shot again since she's lost it they also made a point on commentary she's not had a single title match since wrestlemania she lost it in a triple threat well no she lost to charlotte and then had her her rematch was a triple threat with eo which is when eo won it but the match is it's superb uh, i was a bit annoyed because there's like bits about finn balor arriving to the arena and stuff that was happening during the match and i was like just just ignore this focus on the women but okay. you've got they shift style so much in it you've got the mat wrestling you've got some really brutal spots Rhea's power and then eo is i'm a sucker for this in a match she is targeting Rhea's arm and she's hammering on her left arm for a, a good few minutes doing various inventive moves on Rhea's left arm so <laughs> she won't be able to lift her into the riptide and I'm a sucker for that Smart. if if the person who's on the victim of that plays into it Selling, you know because yeah. You, you, yeah you, it sells it yeah and you, you see it sometimes and then they just hit the finisher as if there's no issue yeah. but Rhea incorporates that into certain moves in the match and there is a power bomb towards the end which is brutal and it, it just had everything it was two women going out there just absolutely giving it their all with two very different styles but they complemented each other so well and it was a it was a superb match and again not 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 spoiling it there for you the ending but what was also really nice is at the end there was a, a real sign of respect and I, I don't know if it was planned i don't actually think it was planned but the two of them they, they do the handshake at the end and they just hug they just grab each other and hug each other See, and it's just a, it's a lovely little moment i think we've moved beyond the sort of thing of oh they clearly hate each other it's you know it's a business but if you're going up against someone who a can put you through the paces make you look good make them look good 
then you've got to respect that, haven't you? That's the thing. I think we've moved beyond the kayfabe thing of why Triple H got punished for, for three years after oh, the yeah. whole that whole incident. Let him have it. You know what I mean? It was it, it, it was a nice little moment, and uh, you will thoroughly enjoy the match when you. That'll make me cry it, again. Isn't it? of everything. No, it's, it's just good. It's just really, really good, and um, I love both performers. And it was that thing again about why I enjoyed watching the Sasha Bailey match because I didn't know who was going to win. I could make really? a point. I could, okay. I could have made it. I could have made an argument for both of the women for winning because during the show they were doing the segments leading into it, and <laughs> both had very good cases for for winning. And I was like, okay, see where this goes. So yeah, yeah. I've, hopefully, I've not spoke too much and. You can enjoy that match still. It's on my list for tomorrow. It's just yeah, hopefully work won't make me do any work tomorrow. Good luck with that. <laughs> now we're going to look at a bit of a, a mix of a special with The Undertaker because obviously WWE heavily promoting 30 years of Taker this, this year because Survivor Series is coming up on Sunday, which is where he made his debut in 1990. So we'll look at Undertaker's career briefly before doing our predictions for Survivor Series. But I think if you're looking at Taker's career, there's really only one match to to look at, first of all, which is against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25, which is a very subjective thing. What's the greatest wrestling match of all time? But this is a match that's in the conversation for the majority of people, whether it's number one or not, it's in the conversation. Certainly in the top five, isn't it? Yes, indeed. So what was what were your memories and takes on this match? Because I remember telling you when 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 you kind of got back into wrestling earlier this year, and I was like, have you watched this match? And I think it was after you'd stopped watching. I remember you watching it and you were like, what the hell is going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's it's a tremendous thing from the, from the opening introductions. Shawn Michaels being lowered to an angelical choir and then it cut into his god-awful music, which I've never noticed before, but the sexy boy isn't women. It's just a man singing in a very high voice, which sort of undermines the sexiness somewhat. But then to Undertaker's about seven minute long introduction and it's great i love that era of undertaker the you know the big hat the big coat the good the, the spooky organ music and the lightning bolts and he comes down and he does he does the whole but it's all intimidation and and refers to it as psychology but it's great and it adds to the theater and drama of it and it's all about undertaker's 16 16 streak and heartbreak kid being mr wrestlemania and this is what wrestlemania this wasn't even a main event this i'm is, gonna come to that I've this is the thing this isn't the main event and yet with the pomp and circumstance they give to those introductions it very easily could be because it's tremendous before they've even started everyone is on there to their seats because this has been building and building and building and it's great and straight from the off it is one of those classic wrestling matches of quick nimble wrestler versus slow heavy hitter and it goes back and forth so much that you forget who's supposed to be who at times because Undertaker's moving faster than I've seen than up to this point you've seen him move in a long time and it has that thing of they do everything in that one match everything every box gets ticked there's the storytelling there's the back and forth there's the will they won't they the good use of false finishes there's Undertaker's ridiculous tulpe over the top rope where he how he's alive is beyond me because that well, my, Michael says he because he pushed the cameraman in front and he said he looked over and saw an indent. And I hadn't spotted this until I watched it back before. There's an indent of Taker's face in the mat. And so take Taker, after he hits his face in away from Michaels, and Michaels is on the other side, and he said he just kind of rolled over and just saw the face indent and thought, is he dead, basically. So, so and then he started moving. He's like, right, we'll, we'll get on with it. I know that, no, but he, he plays that for time. 
for a long period oh, of time. God, yeah. because... really do. do you know? Do you know who the cameraman was? Go on. Is... Oh, where's, where's the, the question week? button? <laughs> Every week you're gonna be like, oh, I need to get that question button. Right. Get me on a Saturday when I'm not doing out. <laughs> I do well to get it. I only found it out before. It is Sim Snooker, son of Jimmy and sister to Tamina. Really, Jimmy Superfly Snooker's son. Yes, and that is then therefore a throwback to the very, very start of the streak because apparently number one was that. Come on, that's no one's picking that up. No, no. one, no one has ever gone. Someone did. I read it before. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't mean it's like, true. But... True. Don't read everything you say, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was knowing them. But yeah, that, but yeah, yeah, carry that on. Is, yeah, that, the that's, that's the worst was... bump I've seen in, a, in up to that point, I think, because it's it's not good. He's a big lad. He shouldn't be doing that. I don't think he ever did ever again after that. To be honest, I think he had a life flashing before his moment, sort of. Yes, I yeah. imagine so. They were, they were both 44 going into this match as well. It's yeah, a young man's young. game, yeah, that, yeah, jumping yeah, over ropes. And it goes back and forth, and it's just great to watch it's two people at genuinely the peak of their powers the peak of their legacy i think giving it everything and it's 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 like i said it's you must have seen this if you're listening to this you must have seen this match it's it is yeah. it's like I said, it's in the top five of, of matches of all time because it's it's just so good it's so well paced doesn't drag it it has everything that you want in it there's also the real life thing of the two of them getting respect for each other because before Shawn Michaels left and kind of kind of unofficially retired, they, they didn't get on at all. Like in, in Shawn Michaels' last match, apparently it was like WrestleMania 2014, when he was meant to put Stone Cold over and he didn't want to do it. And Undertaker literally had him backstage with his fists saying, you put him over now. Uh, you don't, don't mess this up. They didn't respect each other. They didn't get on with each other. And... He came back for like one match that turned into eight years and cemented his legacy HBK in this match was that them kind of going, yeah, we are the, the elder statesman of the locking room, but we can still go as good as anybody else in that locker room at the same time and getting that respect for each other. And it's ever been. You know, we, we mentioned a match the other week that when we the bad blood match, that was Michael's and Taker, Ooh. the bad blood Helen Selma. Yeah. That which was a great match. Yeah. I knew they didn't get on so much. My, my because take is very, um, you go out, you do the show, you give it everything, that sort of thing. Whereas Michaels was yeah, very... He wasn't happy about the Montreal screw job as well. So It's nice that he got on in the end, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, massively. My favourite story from it, and I knew the story because I'd heard um, Shawn Michaels say it. I think it's in his um, his autobiography, one of his first chapters. But I was reading an, in- an interview from Marty Elias, who was a referee at the oh, time. Yeah. And he was saying that this match... <laughs> At this WrestleMania was only being given 15 minutes. <laughs> now, if you've watched the match, you know for sure it did not go 15 minutes. And the the booker, the agent for the match was Michael Hayes, and it was Michael Hayes, the referee, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Pat Patterson were oh, Pat in the backstage Patterson. area when Michael Hayes told them that you're third on the card and your match is 15 minutes. And they went, "You need to change that. You need to change that right now." And it got bumped up the card. It still wasn't the main event, but it got bumped up the card. And during the match, they were they had 25 minutes of the match left, but only 10 minutes of allotted time. And apparently Vince came on the headset to Michael Hayes and he said, I don't care. Let them go. That's and nice. everybody just went, okay. Let them fight. Because I think Vince could see that something special was happening here. And Somebody put... Can you mm. imagine that match third in the card? For 15 minutes. Who, who, they wouldn't have even been in the ring in 15 minutes. Taker would still be walking down the ramp and they'd be like, ding, right, off. 
Who signed that off? Point, I won't know who who was like, yeah, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, you know, two of the probably biggest names we're going to have up to this point. 15 minutes third on, mate, yeah. Just after Doink the Clown and... <laughs> I know it's crazy, but I think, judging from what I've heard, like from interviews with Taker and Michaels, that's what made it the match it was because <laughs> after that announcement, they both looked at each other and we're like, we'll go and fucking show them then. Who's... Yeah. Sheer bloody mindedness the rules the day once again. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, and you know, the referee was in there as well, and he says like proudest moment of his career because he was in a match that people consider that, and it was very hard for him during the match not to be marking out just because of what he was seeing. <laughs> and he said, he said, uh, tie back to what happened at Dynamite pay per view the other week with Hurricane Helms that when they came back through into Gorilla, Hurricane Helms was there, and he said, and I quote, "Oh my God." If there is a mercy rule in pro wrestling right now, they might as well pull the mercy rule because no one is going to follow that. And that's what he was shouting out backstage. I remember, I think I think it was Taker said uh, when they went back, he, they were all like, how the fuck are we going to follow that now? Because what is the next match after that? I can't even remember. What's that? What's well, it's a very, it's a very uh, lack, lackluster. What, what, what's what's the main that. event of that WrestleMania? Does anyone know? It's, uh, no, it's a very, uh, very subdued. One, it was a 25th anniversary show, wasn't it? Yeah, Silver um, Jubilee, is it? Five? Which makes it even more bizarre that that match was going on on third. Here we go. Main event of that was Randy Orton versus Triple H for the oh, WWE so Championship. That's not too bad then. And but what followed? What followed it? You had the match that had to follow it was John Cena versus Big Show and Edge with Edge as the champion. Ooh. There were the matches that came before it, but when you look back through the card, you know, there wasn't... Snooker was on the card. Chris Jericho and, and Steamboat versus Snooker and Piper was on this card. <laughs> WrestleMania 25. What? You had Matt... Yep, yeah, that was a match. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho versus Steamboat, Snooker and Piper. Like a three-on-one. Oh, three-on-one? Oh. Yeah. Diva Battle Royal. Kid Rock doing a performance. Oh, Money in the Jesus, bank. no. And... Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> and Matt and Jeff as soon as you... had a singles match. I know Matt and Jeff had a singles match in it, but as soon yeah, as you hit they... the Kid Rock there, I'm like, nah, stop, I'm out. <laughs> and you just got this absolute gem. And it then, it fed into a longer story because they then had another match, obviously, then the year after. Which... Was that... that was Michael's retirement match, wasn't it? I think, I think... so, yes. I think it was Michael, yeah, because he said, well, if I can't end the streak, then I will retire. And which was also a stunning match. It wasn't at the height of 25, but by any standards, it was also Still good, yeah. But when you've set the bar match. so high, it's hard to come back from, isn't it, really? Exactly. I mean, there was a quote from Shawn Michaels. like He was very critical of matches. He said he could always go back and like pick apart his matches and what they should have done here and there. And he said he remembers going home after and saying to my wife, that was pretty good. Maybe that should be my last match. You can never just stop, though, can which you? He, As Undertaker has proven. Undertaker has proven. I, I thought, I did think Shawn Michaels was going to be one of the ones that bought that trend until Taker brought him back out in the uh, Saudi shows. <laughs> when oh, went and had that horrendous dude, tag team match. Crack a botch fest, yeah. I forget that one. <laughs> I, I like the fact that, I think you said there at the start, it was the streak versus Mr. WrestleMania, and he is that showman. And part of his showmanship is that, I don't know what you call it, you know when he goes over the ring, the ropes, and he holds on and then pulls himself back in. Skinning the he, cat, I believe they call it now. That's what it's called. So he, he does that in a lot of his matches, and it's a nice showmanship, but he does it and goes straight into a tombstone, and then he's like, shit, I've yeah. just landed in the tombstone. He's desperately, goes back to the finisher thing, he's desperately trying to fight out of it, knowing what he's got into. And he does that tombstone, but it's lovely. 
like a little bit of storytelling on it. Also, probably when it was JR, some classic JR on that. And he was on his way out at that point. And he has said it's the greatest gift that he could have had to call that match on his way out. Because he said he was literally goosebumps, tears in his eyes, calling it. It is a a hairs on the back of your neck go up match. It is the culmination of two elder statesmen, like I said, two elder statesmen of the locker room going, right, we'll show you, you young whippersnappers. Yep, and they did. And they do. And like I said, I don't think it's probably been topped by people of that age. If you've not somehow watched this match... Go away and watch it. It's on everything. So just just on Taker generally then before we do Survivor Series, I mean, I put out a um, a poll. And I was just like, what's your favourite favorite gimmick that he's had? And I know he's had a few, but I put up the, the four main ones in terms of his original dead man when he came in. Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer run. There was his dark turn when he was in the Ministry of Darkness, uh, the American Badass, Ooh. and then just... I didn't really know what to call it. I just went the Phenom, which is his kind of last 10, 10 It's a combination years, of all of them together, isn't it, really? Yeah, he's brought them all in. So um, the Ministry of Darkness, we've got half the votes there. Um, I know my friend Paul, he was straight in. He was just like Ministry of Darkness all, all day long. It was unbelievable, the, the kind of group that he pulled in with him. He had the brood, didn't he? Yeah, boy. Gangrel, cool. feeding back to Hurricane Helms, all linked. Gangrel, yeah, Gangrel, he brought them in. So yeah, that, that one that one was the one that, that won. And somebody else just before commented they, they missed the Inferno matches as well. Yeah. Yeah, the Inferno match between uh, was it Taker and Kane was pretty yeah. good. It's like Brian Brian Rosano on Twitter said that you don't what a get nice a... gif of them doing it. Yeah, you don't get Inferno matches very much anymore, probably for health and safety reasons. Yeah, understandable. I mean, what what's your favourite gimmick? <sighs> See, I like the Dead Man, the original Dead Man, because I, I yes. having watched that documentary the other week, I've really grown to reappreciate Paul Bearer and what he did for the Undertaker. Because even though he had been wrestling for quite a long time at that point as um, Marvelous Mark or whatever it was, he was still pretty wooden promo wise and stuff. So giving him that elevated him so much further until he found his feet, and I'm sure he learned a lot from. I'm going to call him Paul because he is Paul Bearer as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm sure he learnt a lot from him, promo-wise, and how to get yourself over in those ways. And so if it wasn't for the dead man, you would never have had the Ministry of Darkness one. I never got the American Badass thing, probably because of the Kid Rock soundtrack, <laughs> which is an automatic turn-off for me. I also like the Phenom, I like the fact that he acknowledged that he had been all these things and had gone through this whole beautiful sort of life cycle of a character, and then building upon it and changing and growing and not being so resistant to change like some people are and i think that's why he has had that 30 years of longevity to him which I mean, that's an unbelievable amount of time to be in wrestling i mean his, his body's not if you've watched the um the documentaries his body is knackered. sad yeah it's held together with paper clips and, and paper mache at this point he goes to give when he's doing the surgery isn't it and he's going okay have you had any of the previous surgery and his wife just goes tick 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 tick, tick on all these boxes but it's a job he's loved it's a job he's always wanted to do. It's a job he's loved doing. And he stayed loyal at he's, a time when everyone was... He did. I think we've mentioned it a couple of times, everyone going off to WCW and... Everyone jumped he, he did not. I think that's why he cemented that relationship with Vince. Yeah. Like when you watch, If you've not watched that documentary series, The Last Ride, it is. It's superb, but also like just completely breaks down that the character, that, that fourth wall is broken, but you can see why Vince... Isn't there a point in it when they just say to Vince, like, what does he mean to you? And he just starts crying or something. I, I don't think Vince can even answer because he's just 
I don't think it's something you could verbalize, to be honest. It's it's someone who has literally put their body through hell for your company. And it's a very, I don't know, it's a strange thing. I don't think, I hope I never have to have that feeling in my head. Because I would never ask someone to do that. That's why I think the Undertaker's had that longevity. Because he has given it, every, again in that documentary, he said like, even when they were doing house shows, he'd have a raging fever and diarrhea he'd still go out and do 20 minutes and come back. He'd have to put saline into his body because he'd lost so much fluid. You don't get that dedication. No, he was old school. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you still do get that dedication, but it's just that we don't have... No one else has survived that long or has been active that long, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and loyal with it. Yeah, I mean, because when I started watching it, like I think I was coming in mid-Ministry of Darkness. I was like, my God, what's this? Like, he's kidnapping Stephanie. He's <laughs> marrying Stephanie while she's being crucified. But not cr- crucifying people. On? That was a weird thing they did for a while, yeah. Yeah, late 90s. Uh, <laughs> kicks. But again, it was him adapting. He's like, right, we're, you know, that and American Badass, which had a very short shelf life. But he was like, right, we're in the Attitude Era. What I was doing isn't going to work. See, I remember the American Badass part more because that's when I'd really started to get into it. And I vividly remember The Rock and Triple H having a, an hour-long Iron Man match. Mm. Can't remember what the pay-per-view was at. I want to say Armageddon. And the the very end, the, the Undertaker comes out on his motorbike when the American badass attacks Triple H, Shane, Vince, X-Pac, and then uh, Shawn Michaels is guest referee, and he's been knocked out and gets up and sees him choke slamming Triple H, and that causes a DQ and gives Triple H the win. And I remember that, and I was like popping. I thought, like, oh my god, what's this? And it's like a completely different Undertaker, but it had a short shelf life. And as you said, he went back to that kind of amalgamation of everything. And it wasn't until I watched that documentary, The Last Ride, when he had that match of AJ Styles at this year's WrestleMania, which at the moment is his last ever match, as he said. And he did a promo leading up to it, and it confused a lot of people and he I can't remember his exact words. He said something about the the whole that the holy trinity is gonna to come together in this match. It it was something along them words. People thought he was people thought like Kane was gonna come back and all this stuff. But if you watch the documentary, he, he says that the Holy Trinity basically was American badass because he comes in dressed as that yeah. the dead man character. But the third one, which AJ Styles broke the fourth wall in that feud, was Matt Galloway because there was the targeted abuse at yeah. Michelle and yeah. showing pictures of him in a pool with a tiger for whatever reason. And he was like, that was what he meant by the Holy Trinity and, and, and why he went out. So I will say, if you want to watch a really good YouTube sort of thing about Undertaker... Was this the one Johnson? Uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf. Yeah. About, like, the, the rise and eventual decay of The Undertaker. It's really good. Um, I think he's only done three. Three of these sort of different sort of 20-minute, um, half-hour documentary film things. But they're all three of them are really great. And the one, about, good. The one about The Undertaker is, is, is tremendous. Our, our friend John, he, he sent that to me. And he's I think he credited that with what got him back in from his wrestling hiatus. Like, it was like, I can oh, understand come it. back in. Because he does so, one. Um, there's one about Undertaker. There's one about Kenny Omega and the Golden Lovers, and I think one yeah. about just about basically being a heel. Yeah, yeah, and how to get people to hate you. Super. But they're really. I'll, good. I'll put. I'll put the link when we tweet out yeah. the pod and start. Super iPad talks. Really, really good. Quick one on him. Do you think the streak should have been broken? Yes, but not by who broke it. Brock didn't need it. I no. mean, the shock of it. Like, you, you can never get the image of that guy in Ellis. the white. The guy in the white Ellis, shirt. he was called. You had my name. Oh, Ellis, really? Well called. done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The shock of it. Just a crowd. Like the whole crowd. It just wasn't right. Brock didn't need that rub. It could have gone to anyone else. I, I can't think who. 
at the time, but Brock didn't. To me, to me, it should have been knowing Undertaker and the kind of old school guy he is. That should have been his last match. The the match that ended the streak should have been his last match, and he goes out and puts someone over. Like he did. I mean, the match itself isn't brilliant, but what I remember from his match with Roman, obviously Roman won. Yeah. But I remember mostly from that night is him it's laying Roman. down the coat, laying down the hat. That's my memory from that match. He goes and kisses um, Michelle, Michelle yeah. doesn't he? And that's the first time you ever see him break kayfabe in front of camera ever, I think. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's a good and point, that's yeah. where it should have ended for me because they left, I think they left that in the ring until the next morning. I'm sure I remember seeing a photograph of them breaking down the arena and everything, they but did, no yeah. one wanted to touch it. Yeah, they did. That should have been, well, I think I think he meant that to be the end. It should have been. The only other thing on him that I thought was, I don't associate him with titles. I had to actually no. Google before how many titles he like world titles he'd won, and he's won seven apparently. And he's a very, very rare wrestler where I don't think titles mattered in terms of the legacy, in terms of what he was. He transcended that. Yeah, I mean, even when I think even when he used to have them, he never wore them or had them on his shoulder. He just sort of carried them to the ring as like, oh, I guess I've got this now. Yeah, he said that was deliberate as well. Yeah, part of his character. Yeah, not not to keep going on about Darby Allen, but Darby Allen is doing a similar thing in that little promo he got today. Well, he knew that church. It's just it's, it's just a thing that he has now. There's no difference to it. I don't think it mattered with Undertaker. The Undertaker is more of a, not to get all philosophical with it, but it's more of an, a, an idea. He is a, a thing that you have to go through to rise up. Because, yeah, he won titles. But similar with Kane. Kane won titles, but it's just, it's just going through those machines, those those institutions, I guess, that yeah. if you can get, they want to put you over then you've made it. I think that's that's the Undertaker's legacy is that he put so many people over and still remained popular himself. I think that's unheard of for any yeah. other wrestler. Yeah, I agree. I said, yeah. I'm watching that documentary, the, uh, the Last Ride documentary. No one has a bad word to say about him outside of Why his politics they? and stuff, but we won't get into that because that's not what we're here for. No. I mean, on that note then, I'll segue into the Survivor Series predictions and before starting with the matches, just because we've been talking about Taker, they've, they've made a big deal that this is Taker's final farewell, that he will make an appearance. So it's a bit of a weird prediction, this, because it's not a match. I hope it's not a match. So what is it that you think Taker will be doing and what will happen this Sunday at Survivor Series? I'm with you. I'm hoping it's not a match because, what, is he 60 now? 55. Five. He's the same age as Shawn Michaels. Let's say 60. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody in Raw or SmackDown now who needs to go up against him. Nobody needs that rub from him. I'm sorry, there isn't. Everyone else is doing their own little things. No one would benefit from having a match with him. I know some, some people want to. I heard there's rumours that Finn Balor was going to come out and wrestle him. Does he need to do that? No. No, especially as he's put the demon on the shelf for a little while. So Myself, personally, I'd like to see him pass the torch. As I've said before, to Alistair Black because that's the person who I think is most the fiend isn't Undertaker to me the fiend is more sort of like spawn sort of 90s horror gimmicky sort of stuff I don't know Alistair Black has the most to me similar sort of vibe to him as, as the Undertaker does he's now a seafaring pirate though. I know I know <laughs> And also, if he does take the torch, it means he can never leave WWE and he's going to be tied to that for life. I think he's going to come out, they're going to play a highlights reel, they're all going to come out and applaud him, and then he's going to, again, take the hat and coat, put them on the ground, and walk away, do his one fist in the thing in the air again, everyone applauds, and they do a big thank you, thank you, Taker, and they'll do like a montage of fans saying thank you, Taker, through the Thunderdome and stuff. Mm. It's, it's shitty that 
this is if it is his goodbye, he's not going to get to do it in front of a crowd. Yeah, I agree. That is so the you're, real. So you're thinking of... this closes a show then? It has to. Come on, does anyone really care about Survivor Series? Really? I know. I mean, they they're tied to this thirty years. That's the issue. Like, you, they should just put it off the goodbye until there's fans back there to give him what he deserves. But I think they're so he's so linked so to Survivor right. Series and it's thirty years. It's just it's a nice round number to go out on. Yeah, which would would be would be a shame. But that's 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 my guess. He comes out, they do a package to him. He, I mean, I assume he's going to get a big intro, and it'll be coming out of the ground, fire, possibly that the druids thing and stuff again. Like, I think possibly like a, a, a huge mega mix supercut of all of it. If they're going to do it, do it big in it. You know what I mean? I can I can see that. I've got similar, but I do think like I have put that whether it's mid speech, end of speech, or when he's at the top of the ramp, that he will, that the fiend will appear and take him out. And the reason isn't just because of the supernaturalness that people try and. I, I agree with you that I don't necessarily think the fiend is Undertaker, like has a torch and that. But part of the. Mo- if you remember back to the Firefly Funhouse match of John Cena, the bit that buried. <gasps> started to bury Bray Wyatt was that he lost to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 31, which was the WrestleMania that I got back into it, and everyone was like, let's push this guy, and he lost, and after that, he just he just went in circles. So it makes sense that The Fiend would want to take out The Undertaker oh. and put that on the wall. I do feel, because he's not on the card, The Fiend, but he has been prominent on TV, that, that there is a story there that The Fiend would want to attack, because The Fiend has mostly targeted people who have wronged Bray Bray. in the past and Taker did wrong Bray in the past both in the fans eyes and his eyes it's an idea I will put my put my neck out on that one so then the rest of the matches now I mean I will say this before it starts and Butcher mentioned it when we did Hell in a Cell predictions and we're talking about gimmick pay-per-views and how the, the kind of devalue matches and Butcher mentioned in it that he felt Survivor Series was going the same way and I think he was bang on because it is a it was one of the big four pay-per-views it it, it always meant something yeah and it's because of the brand split it's just become this brand supremacy war that means nothing and I think it was Butcher tweeting someone who was like there should be a reward there should be a reward to the brand yes. that wins whether that's you get number 30 in the Royal Rumble for the men's and women's, and then, you, then you've then you got, what, six, seven weeks to do matches to determine who gets that spot, but you know that that brand has got that spot. There's nothing, and it just doesn't make sense at times why no, certain no people reward. are fighting with each other or against each other, especially when they've just moved there. It's like me, I've, I've worked in the same place for nine years. It's like me moving to a place next month. And then I'm like doing brand supremacy for this place I love that I've been working at for a week yeah. versus the place I've worked at for 10 years. Unusual allegory, but there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but it is. And especially like, as I said, with the brand splitting of it, people move about so much that rivalries are sort of put on hold unrealistically. Nobody cares. Get rid of it. No, I agree. I, do, I, mean... I did say I did like Butcher's idea, though, of the team that wins. They then go to, if there's two of them, last man, you know, winner of that gets it. But I was like, do it straight after. If three of the team are surviving, it's a three-way. Last one left gets 30 in the Royal Rumble. Make the reprise for it because you get now. You, you don't get now. You don't get nothing. You, you even get like a trophy or a, or a hat. Nope. Like a tea towel, a sash, anything? No, you get no. It's just pointless. Don't even get that Andre the Giant trophy that you used to get. That oh man, yeah, do you remember? I do. <laughs> but no, you get nothing. It's it's 
And they're trying to play yeah. it up like it's some big thing. I quite like what Raw's doing with them all hating each other and stuff like that. I mean, they can tell stories of it, and 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 now given some credit this year, and this is now going to ruin SmackDown because it's now totally going to happen. There's been no invasions. There's been none of that this year. Which, I mean, I'll be honest, like the Becky Lynch invasion was incredible, and we all know what that did for yes. her. But gen- generally, like the invasions kind of don't make sense at times on many, many levels: security levels, friendship <laughs> levels, just lots of levels. But they've not done that this year, and they have, again, to their credit, carried on stories that aren't related to Survivor Series. For example, Alexa and Nikki has yeah. carried on, and obviously that's that's going to come on. So, um. All the remaining matches on the card at the moment are, are brand versus brand matches, so we'll, we'll run through that. Run through them, give our predictions, and then I can run up the tables. So men's five v five elimination match: Team Raw, Styles, Lee, Sheamus, Braun, and Matt Riddle versus Team SmackDown of KO, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth, and one more to be determined. Who have you got for this? It's about, uh, SmackDown. SmackDown all the way. I know they've played up Raw as not being able to work together and all this sort of stuff, but AJ Styles, good wrestler. Keith Lee, good wrestler. Sheamus, getting on a bit now. Should have been mid-card. Braun Strowman, don't care for him. Matt Riddle, no. I know they've played up this this thing and they're all like, AJ, AJ Styles is, is carrying that team promo-wise with his we all need to get along sort of stuff. But it's like, if there was a prize for Survivor Series, then it would make more sense. But because there is nothing, that's why they're fighting amongst themselves, if you know what I mean. Yeah, makes sense. There's no, there's no reward, so there's no risk. So what does it matter if we lose? <laughs> we're, st- we're still the three-hour show, you know what I mean? It's SmackDown. Right down all win. I've I've gone the same. I like the mix on that team. As as you said, I think the the story wise they put a lot more effort into Team Raw. But I also think that's because that's what's going to bring them down. That dissension amongst them. But it's um, so heavily trowelled on. It is, yeah. And that's another reason why I, why I hate the build up. You just end up with like an endless series of matches between the people who are meant to be fighting together. And that's how they're going to fight together by fighting against each other. It just doesn't make sense. No, that's how it works, isn't it? It's for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. But, exactly. Yeah. But with headbutts. As a science teacher, I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> but. When I look at the SmackDown, one thing that they could can do with this kind of stuff is is tell stories that they wouldn't normally be able to. Like, and if they went somewhere, then I'm all for it. I look at the SmackDown one, and I think there are stories in there that could be told because you've got. And I've mentioned this on a couple of pods now. I am desperate, absolutely desperate, to get some sort of Seth versus Roman thing going on. And I think Butcher mentioned yeah. about wanting a Seth stable once he's done with. Buddy, which is going to happen this week on SmackDown, a Seth stable versus a Roman stable, and you have got here Jey Uso, and you have got Seth Rollins in the same team. There is storyline potential here. Yeah, 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 totally. You've got KO. The storyline potential there because of what's happened with Jey Uso the other week on SmackDown. And then there's King Cartman. And then you've got uh, to be determined. So I think that the Raw team, while it's, it's a weird one, while while they're putting a lot of TV time into the Raw team to force a story that isn't there, the SmackDown team has got a lot more story, even though they're not putting much time is into there it. Is um, there a match on Friday for that, for that TBD? Yeah, yeah, I think there is. I don't know who that match is yet. But yeah, there, there, should, be, there should be a match for that. I'm, I'm like fantasy booking there wanting Seth and Jay. And I, I do believe that Seth is winding down for a little bit here because he's 
he's going to fight Murphy this week on SmackDown. Then he's doing this, and then I think he's going to take a bit of a break because I think Becky Lynch tried to break the internet this week by posting her <laughs> pictures that she's not she's not posted anything for months, but she is due next month. So I think Seth will take a bit of time out, but could be a character reset on him. It's always one you go back to if the baby's due in December and mm-hmm. he takes a month or so out, lead you into the Royal Rumble. Could come back, could have a character reset, go up against Roman. Could be a thing that happens. So yeah, SmackDown. Who do you think takes the win for SmackDown out of them four that we know? I would like it to be Jey Uso. I'm, I'm thinking the same, just based on the story that's being told at the moment. Just so we can go, I've, I've done this for you, yeah, Daddy. I will go the same. Over 5 on 5 is the women's. So Team Raw got mixed up this week because there was, a, I think, a legitimate injury to Mandy Rose. So you've got Nia Jack, Shayna, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Queen of going through the announce table, Lana, <laughs> versus Team SmackDown, Bianca Bella, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and again, two members to be determined this week. So again, it's hard to predict. It is I mean, hard to predict, but who, who have you gone for? SmackDown again, I, I don't. Barring Nia Jax murdering all of them in the ring legitimately, which is is, is a possibility. Let's not forget that. The, the, Strong the, immune system. The, uh, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce cramming at the end here i like lacey evans and peyton royce as a tag team as i've said earlier on but it feels like uh we haven't got a story to tell here beyond putting lana through tables who's available bianca Belair, ruby riot Liv morgan right you got Liv morgan and ruby right there that's like two-thirds of the riot squad yeah you see so there's there's stuff there that can happen bianca Belair vastly underused in everything that she's in and yeah. tbd's i don't know who could it be naomi she on raw or smackdown she's on smackdown still isn't she because yes Jenny and Jay are there. yes i would love it to be naomi i love naomi although i'm fairly sure she's in isolation somewhere. i was just gonna say that i'm pretty sure i saw a tweet with yeah. her saying something about isolation i don't know because obviously sasha's fighting bailey bailey could pop in she ain't doing out Oh, that could be one. Which, again, would be nice if we had the when he gets the dirty place on the thing at Royal Rumble. Exactly, yeah. Give us that mania match between them. Damn it, Vince. Pay us money <laughs> for these ideas. I've I've, uh, I've gone there. I've gone Team Raw. I mean, again, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I, I look at Team SmackDown. I like the lineup of the three that we've got. I like all three of them. I think all three are underused. I prefer the dynamic there. I want SmackDown to win, but I feel this might be wrong. It, it is probably just punishment for Miro and Rusev. But I have a very sneaky feeling. Raw are going to win and Lana is going to be the sole survivor that takes that win and justifies nine weeks of going through a table. And I don't think she's going to win because she's in there wrestling and dominating and pinning everyone. She's going to end up being left and managing to to do it somehow. And when I say it, I feel daft saying it, but I, I want to I want to believe there is a reason. I have watched nine weeks of her going through a table other than... We're punishing F- her for Miro. F-U, F-U Miro. Who has spoken out about it, if you've not seen as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, there's a difference there. We'll see what Butch comes out with, but we've both gone different there. So, there you go. Could be a point swing there. The next champion champion match is the secondary title one. So, you've got Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. So, US champion versus intercontinental champion. Who have you got for that? Sami Zayn. Have you? Yeah. I love Just because I hate Bobby Lashley. Oh, I hate Bobby Lashley. And, and that's why I think he's like going to win. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm following my heart and oh, not my head, like you the, see. Like the derby. Yeah. It, it, hey, I won money off that. He did as well. Yeah. I just, I just can't see them having Lashley lose clean. So I'm going Lashley for that one reason. But yeah, I'd love Sammy to win. I'm gonna go ahead on that one and go Lashley. 
the stupid I mean, yeah. hurt, lock. I mean, hurt lock. What's it called? Uh, hurt lock. It's a full Nelson, mate. Full Nelson. Yeah. Full Nelson. You can call yeah, it whatever, whatever you want. It, whatever they call it's it. A fu- it's a full Nelson, and it's dog shit. But I want Sammy to win. I think Booker T said recently, if you gave me ten Sammy Zanes, I could build a company. Oh, totally. Because he's got intelligence, wrestling, promo, yep. managing. Could do it all. Ten Zami so. Zanes and two sort of O'Briens in there. Yeah. 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 Off we go. Next one is the tag team one. So we've got the Raw tag team New Day of Kofi and Woods versus the Street Profits. Who have you got for that one? New Day. Again, it's just this thing of who I like better. It's not based on any sort of merit or anything like that. But all these things are non non title. So Survivor yeah. Series could just be called No Risk. Change the name of it. Instead of like No Mercy, you just call it Why Bother? There's nothing there. Actually, I think the next match will be, but this could be one of the matches of the night because I think they'll just put on a, a class. Oh, yeah. And this is the thing about the Survivor Series, you get some amazing matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't live in your memory because no, they don't actually mean anything. I can literally see them them four going for it hell for leather because none of them can really stand on their own as singles competitors and they know that their tag team division is in dire need of, 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 of judging up. So you've got to go out there and impress Vince, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Not, not much else to add. I'm going to go and you no, there. No, I, I, I mean, I like them both. You know? Ooh, I've just thought who the fifth person in the men is going to be is a, a biggie in the five-on-five men. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just I was just processing that in my head. It took, took a sorry, while. Yeah. Sorry, I've had a beer. No, sorry. I was, I was going to say the one thing I have liked on SmackDown is how biggie has been having these segments with profits who are trying to get intel on the new day. And Big E is basically saying, you're not going to beat Kofi and Woods. And they're kind of having this kind of fake friendship backstage. It's been quite funny. And I was just going to say, oh, it'd be nice if he was out there to support them because they're on the same show at the same time. But then I thought, hold on, Big E's not on the card. And there's a space on the men's survivor team. And they're trying to push Big E as a single star. Uh, the the one that I think could be match of the night, just because of the competitors involved, even though we've seen night. it earlier on in the year. you got the Raw Women's Champion, Oscar versus Sasha Banks, the yeah, SmackDown boy. Women's Champion. Who have you got? This is, again, literally, like we said before, it can go either way. Neither of them have anything to lose. They're both on maximum sort of momentum going forward. I'm assuming they're just going to go out and put an absolute school on. Literally just, just burn the house down. I'm going to go with the Mandalorian, with Sasha. I, I, I agree. I've gone Sasha. I think they'll just use it to legitimize her reign. Well, I know she's not defending the title. But it still but just, makes her look confident. Yeah. And, carries and Os- Oscar can afford a loss. Yeah, Oscar just bounces back, doesn't she? she but she's she does. amazing. But no, I'm excited. I mean, I know they had a lot of matches and combinations. Kabuki Warriors versus the Golden Role Models. But when these two individually were in the ring, it was absolute magic. Yeah, it's very, very good matches there. Free. Yeah. I just want 20 minutes of them going at it. I don't care who wins. It's that thing, what we said about Taker, Michaels before. They're both going to come out of it looking superb. That's all that matters. No one's going to lose anything. Exactly. So, Sasha Banks for the both both of us there. Yeah. And the last one, which they put a lot of story in, to be honest, based on like last week's SmackDown More than they know, and this maybe. week's Raw, is uh, Drew McIntyre, the new WWE champion versus the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. It's hard to look past Roman, isn't it? It really is. It comes down to a lot of stuff. There's so many parts that have to move for Roman. Is it, is it could go either way. I'm 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 going Roman Reigns for the win. I'm gonna go the same. I just don't see Roman losing any matches between now and him dropping that title. They need to build up this this unstoppable machine thing for him. Yeah, and I just hope. I, my only hope from it is a bit like we said. We know 
we know going into Oscar and Banks, they're both going to come out winners. I just want Drew to also come out looking like a winner in this because they've put a lot of time building him up in this. Yeah, he's done. He's pulled his part wonderfully. He did a, a very good promo with Roman last week on SmackDown. Yeah. when he won the title, he he looked <laughs> in the camera and he was like, "Set a place at the table, Chief," because I'm coming. Do you see the Miz getting involved in yeah, any way? Of course he is. They've built it up, aren't they? Oh, the Miz comes out, tries to get the pin. Orton comes out, kicks his face off. That's that's the other option. The Miz has got to do something because they've just built this up otherwise. And they've wasted 25 minutes of TV time with their inane prattling and fannying about. This is my one reason why I was surprised they, they swapped the champion. Because if I remember rightly, this Survivor Series is on the exact, exact day in the exact same arena that Miz cashed in last time on Randy Orton. And they love that kind of thing, don't they? They they would love to say, oh, on this day, X number of years ago, the Miz cashed in on Randy Orton to win the WWE Champion, and he's done it again. Does it it is an anniversary. Does it have to be... It can be any belt, can't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So he could cash it in on Roman. Oh, I can't see that, but he could do that, theoretically, yeah. So S- Simple yes or no, then, to add to the predictions. Does the Miz cash oh, in? Oh, the Miz will cash in, yeah. Yeah. That's that's your, your, your each-way bet on that one, yeah. He has to. There's nowhere else he can be able to cash it in on. Yeah, I'm going to go Roman win, and I'm going to go no cash in on this. He's going to hold it a bit longer, and we're going to get more weeks of The Miz on TV with the yeah, I think Again, this is just wishful thinking on my part of, like, I don't need to hear any more. That's the, uh, that's the card, so we'll, uh, you know, we'll get them predictions down. I think Butch is going to send his in, so we'll, uh, we'll put them in here as well. So Yes, they will go in here. Hello, it's your friendly neighbourhood Butcher. Going to give my highlight of the week and um, my Survivor Series predictions. I've not been able to make the recording this week. Um, life happens, work happens, and I never know when I'm going to end up working late. So here it is. Let's start with my highlight of the week. It's definitely um, Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Shimori in the first night of the Best of the Super Juniors tournament in New Japan. They come straight out of the gate like the life depends on it it's bell to bell the wrestling like it's the final I think personally I think Takashi will end up winning the tournament and this will be the Wrestle Kingdom match for the, the Super Junior title and it's just a fantastic match from start to finish there's a few cringy net bumps in there that aren't for everyone one stands out is a power driver to the apron if you don't mind that it's a it's a great match. It's a it's a great match. And you just close your eyes when that happens. If you don't like it, I definitely recommend going watching it. The Super Junior tournament is throwing up some great matches so far. If you could get time to go and sit and watch a few of them, I'd definitely recommend it. Once I've finished recording here, I'm going to sit down and watch the third night of the Best of the Super Juniors. I think it could become a pattern over the next few weeks that my highlight comes from New Japan. There's some fantastic wrestling to be had over the next month or so before Wrestle Kingdom, particularly from the juniors. Right, on to my Survivor Series predictions. Let's start with the Bobby Lashley Sami Zayn match. I'm going to pick Lashley just because I think his character needs it more. He needs to carry the momentum going of being a monster heel. Sami Zayn's character is more about cunning and he can talk his way out of losing this one. It's, it doesn't damage him as much at, at, at the moment. Personally, it could even be a squash. Actually, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they do a squash match here. So yeah, Lashley's my, my, my pick for that one. The women's title match, I'm going to go with Sasha. She's the new champion. She needs to get some momentum going. Uh, win over Oscar. 
would be huge. Hopefully, sometime in during the event or the Raw following, we get a decent contender for Oscar's title appearing. Because at the moment, she's just kind of um, plodding along with not much direction. The tag team match. It's a hard one to call, I think. The, uh, you, there's arguments for both Street Profits would benefit hugely from a win over the New Day. Um, but I'm actually going to go with New Day as my pick, just because they're the New Day, and the company loves them. For no other reason than that, New Day are my pick. The men's, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. I'm going to pick Roman Reigns with shenanigans. There's no way this is a completely clean finish. Both men have auras to uphold, and one losing to the other. I think at CBI series, it spirals a future match between the two with more at stake. And this could easily be a WrestleMania main event, and I think you want to keep the clean finish for that. There'll be some sort of involvement from the Uso, maybe our Orton, or maybe even the Fiend. We'll see. But there's no way it's a clean finish. But I'm going to pick Reigns to actually come out with the win. On to the Survivor Series matches, if anyone really cares who wins them. I'm not sure I do. No stakes at all. The women's, I think the only logical outcome is Lana to be the sole survivor of it and Team Raw to pick up the win to pay off this mad story of her being put through a table every week. Other than that, the, 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 maybe see if they want to push Bianca Belair, you could see her demolishing the match and being the sole survivor, but I think we're more likely to go with Lana against anyone's better judgement. The men's match could go either way, I think, but um, the way they've set it up, I think dysfunction between the Raw team is has been put there to play into the, the finish of the match there. I think SmackDown will take it. Uh, it, it it's hard to pick a prediction when you don't particularly care about a match. Um, I think there's something they really need to fix with Survivor Series is the, the focal point of these events is the Survivor Series matches and the build to it. But they, have, they just don't make any sense. There's no stakes involved. I've always thought it would be a good idea if the sole survivor of the match gets the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. If there isn't a sole survivor at the end of the match, if one te- if the winning team has more than one person left, the match then turns into a one-on-one or a triple threat, fatal four-way, whatever, and until there is a sole survivor. And it would add an extra element to the show. You're just actually adding another match at the end. It adds stakes and it gives a reason why these people who a month ago were on a different brand are suddenly clamouring to be to represent a brand that they weren't even on a few weeks ago and fight people that they like they were they're friends with because in its current state it just doesn't make any sense and that is my penny's worth and that is my penny's worth for what it is worth i'm now gonna go and watch takahashi land very hard on his neck probably and make me cringe okay play my music yeah, thank you thank you uh, thank you for listening and uh predictions and uh i i will see how i feel on sunday if i stay up and try to watch this i don't know how i'll feel but i may try so uh yeah i may be on twitter chatting to people on that night so thank you for listening and i uh, hope you enjoy the uh, show this weekend you can follow us on Twitter at dammitvincepod and the same Instagram or send us an email at dammitvincepod at gmail.com. So until next week then, goodbye. Goodbye.